What's up, everybody? Welcome to Log On Games Weekly for Friday, June the 19th. On this episode, we are going to be talking about Xbox Series X, what Xbox needs to do uh, in reply to what the PS5 done, has done, uh, as well as did did have done, (laughs) as well as clear up some of the confusion about some of the PlayStation games that were announced. Uh, We're also going to be talking about some Cyberpunk, Pokemon Snap, and... The EA Play uh, stream that literally just ended like 20 minutes ago. It did. Um, so we're going to get on that. Of course, with us today, you can find him on social media, uh, XUser8X. We have Matthew Fleming with us. What's up? What's happening? Carol Baskin. Nice. <laughs> Also with us today, for the first time in a while, you can find her at Mixer.com backslash Robot Giggles or on social media at Robot underscore Giggles. We have Robot Giggles on. Hello. How's it been? How are you guys doing? Good. I've just been so busy, believe it or not, with the COVID stuff. Um, A lot of streamers have had to ramp up their time, um, whereas everyone else gets a nice vacay. Yeah. <laughs> so and I, good. And I see where you keep getting invited to do all these tournaments too. Yes. Yeah. I'm um I'm lucky to get invited to these tournaments. Shout out to Spartacus who throws a lot of them here on Mixer. But uh it's it's always stressful getting your uh getting your butt whooped publicly. But uh she's a pro gamer now. With that said, with that said, I mean we've done pretty well, but uh they're intense, man. Gotta tell you what. I bet. I bet. Yeah, we did we did a stream with Marty, uh, who's part of the podcast, and we were terrible as well. So it's okay. No, oh, it was so uh, bad. It was so bad. Did you? Uh, yeah, uh, he he is a pretty avid streamer as well, and he seems to have the same problem where it's like since COVID hit, he's just more busy than he was before it hit. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. absolutely. Mm-hmm. My husband and I both. Um, we both work from home and it has just been like crazy. We've been so busy. Our friends are like, are you just so bored? And we're like, I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> well, we're going to get into the news here. Uh, again, this is a log on games weekly, the podcast that has all the news and hot topics from the gaming world that you need to know about new episodes upload every Friday on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and basically anywhere that you want to listen to podcasts at. Uh, if you were listening to us on Apple and you could rate us five stars, that would greatly help us out. Uh, if not, you can just share the link with your friends. That helps us out as well. Um, you can follow us at Logon Games on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram to get your comments in. Uh, anything, Any topics you want us to talk about or people you want to have on the show, just shoot us a message. And uh, again, we are live right now. Uh, mixer.com backslash robot giggles um so obviously if you're listening to this late well shame on you you know what i mean i'll keep the vod up for anybody who might want to see i'll keep the recording up all they have to do is look at the date if they want to hear the podcast and uh see do your uh does your giggles fans have a name uh little robots (laughs) nice i like it all the little robots 
Little, little giggles is weird, so I like that one better. Little giggles. I mean, if we emphasize giggles, we're starting to get into creepy clown territory. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which is why I prefer that people call my husband Mr. Robot than Mr. Than Mr. Giggles, because Mr. Giggles really sounds like a birthday that's clown. Super Bioshock <laughs> vibes. Oh, that's the coolest anyone's ever described it, <laughs> even. Well, I think so. All right. Well, we are going to pass it over to Robot Giggles. Um, so we have, I don't know, there is, there's what, six of us that are frequently or so on the podcast. None of us really play. Warzone all that much. Oh so, boy! <laughs> so the podcast has been deprived of the Warzone goodness. Um, so we're gonna pass it over to you. Tell me what the deal has been, uh, kind of since Warzone came out, and then season four, I believe, is what just started. Correct? Yeah, season four just came out. A lot of changes with it. Um, so Warzone dropped, and it was the answer. Okay, so it's really interesting. Uh, no one ever likes it when you say, to tell the story, I must tell a story before. But uh, so in the history of Battle Royales, which if I recall correctly, last time I was on this podcast, we were kind of talking a little bit about the history of Battle Royales. Many battle BRs feel like the answer to what was missing in the previous BR. Um, like, for example, Apex. For example, Call of Duty tried to make a BR and it was Blackout. Um, you know, Black Ops 4 yeah. Blackout. And they kind of, I mean... I'm sure they still have active servers, but it, I feel like it kind of failed because um, it was just it wasn't it didn't feel good to play. And then Apex Legends came out and it was the answer to uh, what everyone was missing in Blackout. Now, I think that they took a lot of constructive criticism and they took a lot from the other BRs and then they made Warzone. And Warzone to me is the best battle royale right now. I think the only one that can kind of compete with it is Apex. Um, the movement in Warzone, if I were to compare Warzone and Apex, which I do a lot, is I feel like Apex, you can move, but the guns feel like they're potato guns and then warzone you have that wonderful gun mechanics that call of duty is so famous for but you feel like you're wearing like a, a sumo suit as far as movement like we're supposed to be yeah. special spec ops agents and we can't do a pull-up out of a pool basically um so as much as the movement is not as satisfying as another game another battle royale like apex it's like it's my favorite br out right now because no one can be call of duty's gun mechanics um, at least not that I've played. Sure. Um, so with the new update, they started dropping kind of different guns on the map, typical update stuff. Um, they're doing things called fire sales where like everything you can, you know, bring your teammates back from the gulag purgatory for free. Um, they're doing a lot of things to make the game happen even faster. So unlike a lot of battle royales where there's early game fighting, there's running simulator, and then there's end game fighting, I gotta hand it to Warzone for keeping the action going the whole time. And then with the update, they even they even continue to do that. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot broken with the game. I think everybody can agree with me that sound they really should have prioritized sound. If you're in a hallway, if you're heading up the stairs, it's so difficult to tell if someone's above you or beneath you. 
Um, I'm really, really surprised that the new update didn't really prioritize fixing the sound. Um, it's deeply frustrating for anybody who plays. There's a lot still broken with the game. There's a lot of cheaters, but uh, overall, it's right now, it's my favorite game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Battle Royale stuff in general, especially, I yeah. mean, this had, it hadn't been out for too long, so, no, and then it came true. out right as everybody was staying at home, so a bunch of people just kind of threw into it, so. Yeah. Um, well, the other do thing they that... do seasons every month? Is that mm-hmm. how it works? I can't remember. Chat, yeah. how often are the seasons? That's what I, I, as soon as I saw the list for what we're talking about today, I was like, season four? Didn't that just come out? Like, Apex is in season five right now, and it was out significantly longer. So For Warzone, we were talking about chat. Yeah, I can't. I actually haven't uh, been paying too much attention. They're, they're they're definitely going quick though, for sure. We think it's like maybe two months, maybe okay. roughly a month, two months. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Apex is a lot more, and we'll talk about some Apex news here in a bit. But it's a lot more arcadey, I think. From when I played Warzone for maybe an hour or two when it first came out. Yeah, it feels um, arcade. Yeah. Well, what do you mean by arcadey? Yeah. Arcadia is in like what you said, just like fast movement. It's like it's very simple. It's like you have your white shield, your blue shield, your purple non, shield. Non-realistic. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I didn't think I would like it because of the graphics, but um oh, man, I if I could it. just get Apex and Call of Duty to you know get married and have a baby with the movement of Apex <laughs> and the gun mechanics of Call of Duty, I would just I'll just be in heaven. I, I love, I'm a huge fan of um, player powers. Pick your character and you have certain powers. I love that anyways, or certain abilities that other people don't have. Yeah, they, it's almost class-based, isn't it? Yeah, they've done they, a pretty, yeah. they've done a better job of creating a class-based uh, BR. Better than, I mean, there are other BRs. Like, uh, High res came out with Realm Royale, which I don't, did you guys ever try that one? It was free. I I watched somebody play it and that no about we played um we Talk played about an uh, underrated VR so fun what's the, what's the other game that they made that we played on Switch it's not just on Switch but it's a uh, it's basically Overwatch Warface? oh no, no. um um uh, 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 Paladins Paladins yeah which is basically an Overwatch which is also super super good it is very good it's not but Overwatch. it's just like good but it's zero. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've grinded on some paladins a bit. And a lot of my community watching this loves paladins is awesome. Royale was cool, but it, it in, according to my friends who used to work at high res, um, they were the first to do a lot of things for a BR, like being able to revive, um, being able to like, if you went down Realm Royale, you turned into a chicken for a minute and then you could come back. <laughs> the concept of kind of coming back, not this finality. I don't know if anybody remembers Fortnite. When, when you die, you're dead. That's it. There was no even going down. There was no even being downed in Fortnite. Yeah. Yep. No. No, I, hey, yep. I bought Fortnite before they had a Battle Royale mode. Whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Way back in the day when it was just the save the world mode, it was like 40 bucks. Yep. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I barely, barely, barely have played the actual Battle Royale of Fortnite. It's just not for me. Wow. Cool. Yep. Interesting. That's rare. Why don't we just stick with the Battle Royale info here? (laughs) Um, And uh, 
so EA Play Live just happened as the time we're recording this. Um, I'm just going to kind of try and blaze through. I'm sure some website or you can go on YouTube and watch it. Um, Apex started the show. Mm-hmm. There's a new event coming this Tuesday uh, with a bunch of cosmetic stuff. Uh, comes with another limited game mode. Which has, if you remember this, last time they had a limited game mode, they put the Evo Shield in there, which yeah, is kind of like testing it, and now it's like a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't say that they're testing this out, but I, I just assume that they are. In this new limited game mode, they have portable respawn beacons, mm-hmm. where you can respawn your teammate, I guess, where you are or wherever you want to be. Um, so that's interesting, and I assume they're testing that out, see how it goes to maybe put those in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so something, something about you start in that mode, you start with one in your inventory. Yeah, and, I think so. And so, wow, yeah, I can't wait to try it. And uh, is this true? They just announced cross-platform as well. Uh, yes, they as, did, as well as with the Switch. So Woo-hoo! Apex is coming to Steam. And a switch this fall. I, I don't know if did it say Steam this fall or did they seem uh, say they Steam said, like today or something? Maybe they said cross play this fall and switch this fall. I don't remember. I think he. I want to say he yeah. said Steam. Like I could be wrong on this. Why he said he said Steam? Like are Switch players going to be able to hang with PC players? Switch players don't care. I can tell you that right <laughs> That's now. True. That's true. I'm one of them. Players <laughs> care. That's so true. <laughs> It was like when Fortnite came to Switch and they're like, oh, it's crossplay, but they're going to get destroyed because of the frame rates. And I was like, Switch players don't care. They just want, nope. oh they just want to play. They just want to play the game. Well, <laughs> what they're playing not the only game. do they not care, be- the reason they don't care is because you're like, man, that guy was terrible. He must be on the Switch. It's like, yeah, but he's on an airplane right now. Who cares? Like, <laughs> That's interesting. That's, like, that's yeah. the vibe I get. People on the Switch, I'm a Switch player. I, just, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. I just be if I if yeah. all I have is a switch, I'd just be excited to have Apex. Yeah, but um, you gotta consider if you keep never being able to win because one single PC player is in an all switch lobby, hypothetically, they're gonna start caring. Yeah. Um I'm just, I'm excited to try it. I hope it I just hope it works. Does like that? when Overwatch came to Switch, it works. It was very graphics were very dumbed down, but it worked fine. And the frame rate wasn't there, of course, but uh, I'm hoping it's at least on that same. So, so when do we level. get to Apex Animal Crossing crossover? That's what I need to know. Apex Animal Crossing <laughs> crossover, Animal <laughs> Crossing Purge Night Edition. Jeez. I know it's awesome. Time to stop uh, <laughs> sailing radishes. Hey, there's 300. And, get, I forget what it is. 327 or something like that. Different villagers you can get in the game. So I'm just saying, there's enough villagers to fill up the battle room. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, an Animal Crossing Battle Royale. That's Yay. next. What's next? Animal Crossing um, Battle Royale. Let's go. <laughs> um, if you watch the video of the teaser, there was, I don't know if you caught it. They didn't talk about it, which was surprising. But they teased a lifeline change. I don't know if it that was, was teased cool. for this Tuesday or not because everybody's kind know. of, you know, on the verge of lifeline definitely needs a bigger buff. And in this video, it basically had her drone as the one that was reviving the person while she could still shoot and stuff, which yeah, was interesting. It was awesome. So keep your eye on that. Also, for our friend Tanner, who I don't even know if is going to listen to this or not, uh, they announced a new heirloom, and it's for Mirage, so he is a happy camper, I'm sure. It's just yep. a golden trophy of himself, which... Of course, <laughs> we can hear more... B- 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 bamboozle. 
Bamboos. Awesome. Um, yeah, new event the 23rd. So, so all that's coming. Um, surprisingly enough, they didn't say anything about PS5 or, or Series X, but I'm sure it's got to be closely after launch. Those come on. I'm um, just blazing through a couple more of these. They talked, they had three indie games that they talked about. You can look those up. Um, they did kind of a montage of Madden and FIFA. Uh, not really any gameplay there, just kind of some more kind of next gen kind of cutscene type things. Yep. Um, they announced a new next gen engine, as they said, you know, with, with new consoles coming out, it gives their teams uh, opportunities to kind of work on, you know, the bigger picture. So they announced a new engine. I don't think they gave it a name or anything, but they kind of showed off what their studios were working on very when early consoles on. consoles comes great responsibility. There you go. <laughs> um, and then they ended the show announcing a new skate game. Uh, in the, I think, I literally think maybe a month or two ago when everybody was up in arms about the mobile game, they said, hey, we'll do a new skate game. So I, I don't think it's even started. Is it a, all, is really, it t- oh, Skate 4? Skate. I listened to a Joe Rogan, uh, Tony Hawk podcast interview, mm-hmm. and Joe Rogan, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I know you're going out of list. I'm, I just went down a tangent. I'm I'm sorry. I just, I got really excited. Uh, I guess I'll finish the thought. Um, he asked Tony Hawk when his career really took off. Tony Hawk. Yeah. Yep, I watched this. Video game. You saw it? Yes. I love that it was the video game that was like that's it. That was like the the defining moment of his career as a skater. Yeah, like he was big. He was big, but it just it took it to another level for sure. And it helps that the game was good. You know, they were getting like nines and tens. Basically, Tony Hawk one through Underground, they were getting like very good reviews. Uh, so they were like really great games. Wow! Yeah, I'm not. Oh. I'm not even remotely excited about Skate, but I am very excited about the remakes of Tony Hawk One and Two. I will back. not play Skate, but I am excited about the idea of non VR, oh, sure. non. I'm excited the, about the idea of that kind of game getting back into the market and getting hyped up. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's mm-hmm. interesting the world we live in now, where people can comment. And just social media skate into existence, kind of like they did with the Sonic movie and how terrible he looked. Yeah. And they just made a big deal. That's kind of how skate is a game now. It's like, listen, they heard you. We're going to make one now. That was the announcement, basically, at EA it Play. It was. <laughs> cool. Um, all right, let's blaze through some of these weekly news so we can get to the hot topic. Uh, Pokemon Snap was I can't uh, wait. announced. Uh, a couple days ago, Pokemon uh, on, on a uh, I don't know what they a Pokemon stream. I don't know what they called it. Actually, it wasn't a Nintendo Direct. It was just a Pokemon. It was a YouTube Pokemon Direct. Doing a it was a Pokemon stream. Direct. Is what they called it. I think um, that's on the Switch, right? Only. Mm-hmm. Correct. And I might buy a Switch Pokemon for Snap. Pokemon Snap. That might be the thing that makes me buy a Switch. <laughs> There's a lot uh, of things I'm, that should make you buy a Switch. Uh, I'm reading you know this from. Right. From TheVerge.com by Andrew Webster. He says, it's finally happening. Pokemon Snap is making comeback. The classic N64 game where players simply capture photos of pocket monsters is on its way to to the Nintendo Switch. We don't know much about the new version yet, aside from the fact that it's called New Pokemon Snap, though it's being developed by Bandai Namco. And it looks like uh, 
a lot of it is inspired from the original game. Maybe even some of it's kind of of the original game is kind of remade mm-hmm. a little bit and thrown in here. So mm-hmm. cool. it looks yeah. good. Yeah, it looks to me personally like they're probably just gonna like double the original game, keep all the original stuff in there. Obviously, bump it up, better graphics, make it you know fit the whatever's Pac-Man. going on. But it's Pac-Man way more fun than it should so be. So nostalgic. Way more fun than I'm it stoked. should be. Yeah, I'm but that that whole like Pokemon Direct thing was like, what am I even watching? Why am I here? And then that dropped, and we're like, okay, nope, that that's why I'm here. I get it. <laughs> like they started off with Pokemon Smile, which was a app that's not even a game really, but it's an app that helps you get your kids to brush their teeth. What? It's the weirdest. Like, <laughs> I didn't expect it. And then there is a the next thing was a puzzle game, which is like a, a coffee based puzzle game. But the puzzling wasn't actually like use your brain to do puzzles. It was like grab whatever icon you're trying to match with all the other icons of it, and just swirl it around a bunch of times, and it grabbed all of them. Ha! That's awesome. It's super weird. And then all of a sudden, new Pokemon Snap. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was trying to find... Okay, here it is. Um, They also announced that they have a big project announcement for June 24th, which is Mm -hmm. what, next Thursday or Friday? It's the next 24th that we'll see. It's the next 24th that will be on our calendar. It is Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. Um, A lot of the rumors going around are just based on the Pokemon that was behind him, that this could be a silver and gold remake, kind of Mm -hmm. maybe like the Let's Go style games or something. But nevertheless, June 24th, we will find out that information. Uh, Moving on to some more weekly news. Today, as... We record this on Thursday the 18th. Cyberpunk has been delayed again. Um, what? They've to never November, done that. Yeah, November the 19th. Um, basically, they went out, they came out and said, the game is done. It's just so massive and there's so many bugs and things they have to deal with. They, they want to take the extra time to just polish it up, mm-hmm. which is understandable. But the bigger question mm-hmm. to me is, is this game is November nineteenth? Maybe they know that one of these consoles is coming out. Like, is this going oh. to be a launch day for like the Series X or the PS Five? Which they have the kind of I wouldn't say partnership, but they did the partnership for the Cyberpunk con- Xbox controller and uh, Xbox yeah. One coming out when the game comes out. So it may, yeah. makes me maybe think that. Possibly November nineteenth might be the Series X date. Yeah, maybe um, I can see that. Hmm, which is a Friday. I think see Cyberpunk, Friday before a week before Black Friday. That's a good basically. thought. It is a good thought. See, Cyberpunk never... is very futuristic, and I think they're just trying to delay it to delay it, and so it's not a futuristic game where it's just a game for where we're living. Huh. Like, <laughs> yeah, delay we it. We just keep delaying it until that's real Cyber- life. Year yeah. they delay, delay it until twenty seventy six. Exactly. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like that's what that's what they're going for. Cyberpunk now. <laughs> I know, right? No, I can see that though. I I will say if if it's a day one release on a system, yeah. I I see it being Xbox. I I feel like that's the one. That's the one they <laughs> yep. would go in for. Chat says, I, I, I love how cool. retro Cyberpunk is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And again, exactly. the the nineteenth is. A week before Black Friday, so um, 
Ooh. That's kind of the perfect timing for for, for maybe all of this. When they released The Witcher, out. did it come out on console immediately or did it come out on like a PC first? I believe it came out immediately. I Let's think see. so too. The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. Witcher. I'm looking it up. The Witcher released. Okay, well, that's the Netflix show. So let me Google this differently. <laughs> when did the Netflix like, 2019 show come out? Came out October 26, 2007. Yeah. Uh, wow. Seven. Um, yep. Let's see. It says. I don't know. Well, I guess it's irrelevant because they could have built partnerships with PlayStation or Xbox that we won't know about. So, you you know, your point could still be valid. It's not like because some games you can always bet on being a PC release first, but uh, sure. they could have built relationships until then. Yep. The Witcher, the third. OK, the, third the Witcher one, three, the big one that just came out, came out on 2015 yep. on uh, on everything. Yep. On everything except for Switch. Switch came out this last year, last year. Yeah. 2019. I'm so excited for that game. Um, I'm excited, but I'm scared to get my hopes up. You know what I mean? Because yeah. especially like the whole robot in the robot giggles is because I'm obsessed with the cyberpunk genre to the point where I have reached out to the devs, to the art, um, to the concept artists at CD Projekt Red. And now they like know me because I'm that fan. I'm that crazy fan. Like, you know, like if a rock star sees the same face front and center enough times, they like don't know them, but they like know them. I'm <laughs> that person. Nice. Um, Cause, and so I'm so obsessed with cyberpunk stuff that I'm trying to go ahead and just lower my expectations and say, this is just going to be a video game. The mechanics are not going to be what I'm used to, you know, just <laughs> let it be what it is. How long yeah. has it been delayed? Like five years? It's been um, delayed. It was originally supposed to come out, I think, in the spring. Uh, uh, there was like a million games supposed to come out in the spring, which I think is when Cyberpunk came out. I'm and sorry, delayed it has it. Like delayed five years, but it's been in the making now for. Oh, it's been in the making for yeah. quite a, for quite a long yes, time. Yes, 100. percent But I will say this: they uh, CG CD Project Project Red, they very much care about their fans in a way that mm-hmm. most companies don't, to the point where. Uh, I don't know if you bought the physical copy of The Witcher, but like there was a Mm-mm. like a note in there thanking the, thanking like thanking you for buying the game and saying that you know we couldn't do this That's without cool. our fans and all that kind of stuff. Wow! And and they know they're not they're one of those companies that they're not going to put out a game unless like, they they don't want to put out a bug version. Like if this game would have come out in the spring, it would have probably just been a disaster. And they yeah. they want to make it. When it comes yeah. out, it comes out the right way. So yeah, I agree. I mean, didn't they build their own whole engine for The Witcher, or just for everything in general? Like a video game company there. that doesn't care doesn't build their entire own engine. Correct. <laughs> um, speaking of games coming out, one comes out here in T minus. All right, I'll tell you. I got the countdown on the PlayStation. Three, three hours, three hours 13 minutes. minutes. There you go. 50 seconds. Oh, I'm ready. Um, the Last of Us Part 2 uh, comes out. By the time you're listening to this, uh, unless you're on the stream right now, it is out. Um, the reviews are coming in, and they are gigantic. Um, which I was talking to my wife about this. It's like every time a big game like this comes out, especially a Naughty Dog game, you're like, when's the Naughty Dog game that's going to just be meh? It's just going to be an 8 out of 10, 7.5. <laughs> 
something like that, which is what I was so nervous about. And then to see these reviews come out, perfect scores, basically. I mean, it's on Metacritic, it's at a 95, and that's out of 92 critics. So it's just... I I think Naughty Dog's standard for themselves is so high that if it was a 7.5, it wouldn't come out. They have three, no negative reviews on Metacritic and three mixed reviews, and they're all sevens. So like... That's cool. The worst know. one, right, is a seven out of nine. There's three I sevens call, out of ninety-two. I, I, the rest of them are right. I'm gonna assume right. maybe one of those sevens was the one that I saw. I didn't see it on Metacritic itself, but somebody that had reviewed the game that said that the thing that, about it that they didn't like was that it didn't give you enough uh, enough choices to make. And I'm sitting here thinking, have you played a Naughty Dog game? Like that's not what they do. Their, their job is not to let you tell the story. Their job is we have an incredible story. You play the story. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's one thing about reviews. Like, it's one person that's reviewing the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for a game like this, you kind of know what you're getting into. But for, like, especially new IPs and stuff, it may not be that person's kind of game that they play or whatever. So, um, but nevertheless, I'm very excited for this. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I don't know if Jason, who's on the podcast, is Jason. playing it as well. But maybe, maybe we can do a spoiler podcast of this when we all finish it or something. But I'm down. Um, I finished the first one again today. So there you go. Yeah, my chat's freaking um, out. They can't wait to see it tonight. A lot of people were like, "Really? I've never played it. I don't know what the hype is about. I believe that there's hype before you guys get your pitchforks out. I get that there's a reason that there's hype for <laughs> sure. this, but I'm sort of like, uh, who's that? Like, I'm. But I'm excited. I'm gonna watch. My friends play it tonight and see uh, see what yeah. it's about. Well, with the and with, it's just so like I know you're playing, uh, or at least you were. Was it yesterday you were playing Fallout. Yeah, a big yeah. Fallout fan. Yeah, um, and Fallout is is so the opposite of The Last of Us. Why Fallout, Fallout is make your own story, choose your path. Sure, there's straight storylines, but you're making yeah. your character way. And they just The Last of Us and the Uncharted games are just. You're playing through an incredibly filmed movie, basically. Ah, got and it. So, I mean, the gameplay's there. Don't get me wrong, but the game—you're not going to change the story based off what you do. It's—it's it's, they have a beautiful story that's written and it's incredible, and you get to play ah. through it. That's kind of yeah. And so it's a different—it's a different—it's um, opposite of a, a game like Fallout. Okay, um, got it. Very yeah. cinematic. Don't Incredibly worry, Kat, I'm not going to spoil anything. These guys are gamers. They don't. They would not do that to you unless they warned you. No, I pro gamers stayed away from just about. I've watched all the trailers and everything, but I haven't seen any of the stuff that was spoiled. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm a happy camper. Um, <laughs> one thing we forgot to talk about on the EA Play announcements was Star Wars Squadrons, oh, yeah. which mm-hmm. is your. I'm not a Star Wars person, so don't crucify me, especially if you're in the chat. Um, the ships. This is a bunch of ships. Run, run, run around the, shoot things. The, the space airplanes. <laughs> space airplanes. Run around and shoot people. No, but uh Spice Airplanes. We got the trailer. We got the trailer earlier this week and a bunch of Star Wars fans were like, Where's the gameplay? Well, t- there is a gameplay trailer out now if you want to check that out. Um there's some cool. single player parts to it and then there's five on five multiplayer parts with different ships that have mm-hmm. their different abilities and such. So five um, on five online and against AI. So kind of co op versus 
Yeah. Um, and I believe they announced the release date was October 2nd, correct? Yeah. That sounds 10, right. 10 2. That's October yeah. 2nd. Yep. So if you're interested in that, go watch the gameplay trailer, get pumped. Yeah. Uh, it we're going to really move cool. on. It looks, re- it's, it's, I'm, I don't know that I would have ever wanted that kind of a game because that's just not, I don't know. I would rather play a Star Wars, like a Battlefront or play through a story but mode. That's kind what of Chad's deal. saying. But. The way that they released it and talked through the fact that you have five people on your team, but you have um, support support point or X wings or whatever I don't know what, but they all have their certain names. You have support, you have attacking, you have defending, and, you, and it's talking about like the even down to the details of if there are people on your butt and you're trying to get away from them, you can divert extra energy to your the the rear of your uh, ship to block that and then flip around 180 and put all the power in. It's I don't know. It seemed like it was more than just hey let's fly around and shoot each other. That there was actually a lot of detail and almost that um, the apex like each thing has its own power. Almost that kind of in it. It, it looked cool. pretty cool. Yeah, I heard they're really well thought out games. Yeah, for sure. I and uh, yeah. I would not no. have wanted to play it before seeing that today. And then I was like, okay, I'd try that. And no uh, microtransactions from what I huh. hear. So you mean you don't have to play, pay $100 to play as Vader like they teased? <laughs> yeah, no right. Unless it comes out and you do. We'll see. Vader uh, can't fly. The gaming community was. <laughs> Vader can't fly no ways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the topic of the show here. Um if you listen to our podcast last week, we talked about that huge PlayStation 5 blowout. Um, and now we've had some clarifications on some of this PlayStation stuff. And then we're going to kind of talk about what Xbox should do, needs to do, might do, all those kind of things um, as a kind of a rebuttal to what PlayStation did. So some clarifications as I think the most confusing thing that has come out is the fact that Someone from Sony said that Spider-Man is just a DLC, and then someone else said, no, it's not, and it's been going crazy. But Insomniac has a video up uh, as of now that talks about the fact that Spider-Man Miles Morales is a standalone game. Um, As a comparison, it's kind of compared to Uncharted Lost Legacy, which was a 10-hour game, so it's going to be a smaller game, but it is its own standalone PlayStation 5 game, which... It's kind of what we thought last week, mm-hmm. um, but there was some confusion on that, so I wanted to clear that up. Um, as well, there's another video from Gorilla talking about Horizon, and they gave, uh, they said it was coming in 2021. So that's, uh, I think, probably a spring, it's going to be the big spring game, kind of like Infamous was when the PS4 came out. I think that's what they're um, hoping. They're hoping it's done yeah. and good to go by spring, I think is what they want. Um, the other thing to clarify here that has been um, foggy the last this last week was exactly what exclusive titles did PlayStation show. Um, this was kind of this kind of happened on Xbox's third party thing, where it's like, well, we what's exclusive and what's not exclusive, and it kind of happened again here too. So I'm going to just do the quick rundown. The short story is most everything you saw was exclusive. Um, or at least time to yeah, uh, to the PlayStation console. A lot of these games are coming to PC, um, and some of them are even coming to PS4. But basically, not no, not coming to Switch or Xbox. So um, the PS5, specifically just the PlayStation 5 exclusives, are 
Astro's Playroom, Demon's Souls, Destruction All-Stars, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Forbidden West, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Returnal, and Sackboy A Big Adventure. Um, and then the console exclusives, uh, which most of these are coming to, to PC, but uh, all these are coming to PS5 and some to PS4. But PlayStation console exclusives were Bug Snacks, Death Looped, um, Ghostwire Tokyo, Godfall, Goodbye Volcano High, Jet the Far the Far Shore, um, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Odd World, Soulstorm, The Pathless, Project Athia, Stray, and Solar Ash. So basically the majority of the games are at least console exclusive. And I believe some of these are timed. I don't know exactly. Uh, Deathloop, Ghostwire are, are the timed exclusives. Those Correct. were the Bethesda games, or one of them was the Bethesda game. Correct. Or maybe they both were. I don't remember. Um, all right, so we have that cleared up. Now the question is, Those Xbox. Are both Bethesda, by the way, what does Xbox? Yeah, what does Xbox need to do to combat what happened? Because Xbox. Uh, for those unfamiliar, pretty much gave us tidbits all the way back from December at the Game Awards where they showed out, showed off the console for the first time. Mm-hmm. Every couple months they've given us something, whereas PlayStation has said absolutely nothing for, at all, really. Uh-huh. Um, and now we have this big PlayStation blowout that kind of blew the doors off Which is <laughs> of everything. So now it's, so it's like... So now it's Xbox's turn to be like, listen, you you... Go on. Pretty much admit it. You've you've you <laughs> failed last gen. You've admitted that you failed last gen. Yeah. Um. You bought all these first party studios because you want to have the games. So now it's time to show the games. Um. <laughs> what? I'll pass it to Matthew first. What do they need to do to catch back up? Uh. I wouldn't even say catch back up, but. They threw the first punch, PlayStation threw a bigger punch, and now Xbox. What do they need to do to throw another big punch, I guess, is my question. Um, I've said it on here before. It's the Nintendo model where it does not matter how powerful your system is. It matters how good your games are. Um, If your games are good Mm. enough, people are going to buy it. That's what Nintendo's done for years. They've come out with something like the Wii, which is like, does not didn't even compare to the other systems that were out at the time. And they sold a bajillion of them because there was just fun stuff on it. Xbox, um, they need, I think the one thing everybody will agree on is they need a, a 10 out of 10 or close to it. Halo that that's gotta happen. Yeah. Um, everybody knows that. And it's been far, far too long. I think that the rumor of fable needs to be true of some sort. I think they need to have an actual fable game, but I think the biggest, I think, they have to hit on those two, and I think they need new IPs. I think they need new IPs. Think, just to just throwing this in, the newest rumor, which of course they're just rumors, it could be nothing, whatever. Sure. The newest rumor is that they're rebooting Fable completely. So it's it may just be called Fable, but it's still going to be like a completely new game. Which is but, fine, and I'm sure I'm sure it'll have nostalgic feelings to the way it plays and something that nature, which is fine. It need, uh, but they need. They need an eight or nine out of ten fable, but they need um, the Uncharted, the Last of Us, the new IPs that just come out from their first party that actually kick tail. Because right now, over the la- over this console generation, they've had a lot of exclusive games come out from their studios that are eh. They're fine, mm-hmm. not bad. They're just eh. And um, 
if Uncharted, just random, if Uncharted 5 was a holiday release for the PlayStation 5, people would buy PlayStation for that game. There's not a lot of Xbox games that'll do that. Halo will do that if you can have a good one. Uh, Fable, if you can have a good one, will do that. And I think they just need to say, we have all these first-party um, studios that we bought. We need to not put out a million games, but put out fewer really, really good games and go that route. That's what I, I, that's, that's what I would tell them. Robot, you have the floor. Oh, man. I was just uh, praising you guys for how much you know about this. I, this is where I don't think I uh, – I definitely think that you guys know more than me about this situation. But there is something sort of going on. Like, firstly, I completely agree. It's not. It's about, like, how good the games are. But one thing about the new Xbox that they're going to release is it's, like, a tiny computer in mm-hmm. a console case, which I think is hilarious and indicative of where the market is right now because – I think that um, it used to be lame to be a gamer. Like if you were a gamer, you were kind of a nerd outcast. And now you see like all these pro athletes, big rappers, it, they're like putting into their songs things about video games. And so I think it's hilarious that people are being packaged a tiny computer and getting sold. Uh, no, I mean like it's awesome, but it. Yeah. what I'm saying is, going the way of being a gamer is it we're watching like the consumer's tastes change. So mm-hmm. I think while you're exactly right, that it doesn't matter the size of the uh, computer and the inside, it matters that how good the games are. I'm kind of interested to see what's going to change now that it's cooler to be a gamer kind of across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to pose, sense. I'm going to pose this question to giggles first. Um, so with the PS5 release, they re- they announced the PS5 first, and then they announced the digital edition. Okay. Um, the big the rumor leading up for the last month or so was that Xbox was going to be the one to do this. They they were going to have their Series X, and then they're going to have what is rumored to be codenamed Xbox Lockhart, which is going to be their digital only, inexpensive version. Hmm. Um, the rumor is slightly different than what the rumor for PlayStation is even right now with uh, the digital edition being the exact same insides computer-wise and tech-wise that's in the normal edition. The only difference is it doesn't have the disk drive. Huh. Um, so the hard drive's the same. Yep. All the innards is exactly the same. The rumor for this Xbox Lockhart is that it's... It's in, somewhere in between the Xbox One X and the Series X. So it's digital only, but it's also less powerful than the Series X for the sheer fact that they want to beat PlayStation in price this holiday. So they're going to have the Series X that can be $500, $600 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they can have a digital only Lockhart edition for like $299, basically $300. Uh-huh. Uh, or possibly. So they're going to have, they want to have the most powerful console. And they want to have the cheapest console at the same time. Um, do you think that w- you think um, that's a good thing, bad thing? I mean, so, going into the holiday seasons, you're gonna have all these moms in there wanting so to buy their kids an next an Xbox, so, so and not so, know what to ask for. This one's over my head. I I gotta just I gotta use a pass card because my first gaming console was the Xbox One, so. Console release patterns and what they're going to do 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have well, enough. So if, it was, if it was you, if they, if they, if they have the Series X, which is their big Mac Daddy, and it's yeah. let's just say five hundred bucks, and then they have a lock card that's going to be better than what you have, but it's not going to be the Series X, but it's only two ninety nine, maybe even like two fifty. Would you yeah. be interested in in buying either one of them? I mean, yeah, um, yeah. It's gonna be. I don't know. I like I said. I I genuinely can't speak to it. I I don't know. Have no idea. And I think, just based off your reaction, I think personally mm-hmm. that that's part of what Xbox needs to fix when they do their announcement here, because mm-hmm. they've already said that all these first party games within the first two years are going to be on the current Xbox consoles. So mm-hmm. your Xbox One is going to be able to play Halo Infinite just like the Series X is going to be able to play it. It may look better and run better over there, but you're still going to have the game. Yeah. So even if they have a lock card edition, the question is, why What's why should we buy the lock card edition? Why should we buy the Series X? Is it just because it's gonna? that's the best place to play Halo? Or... Is there some underlining thing that we don't know about here? Like, even if it's the fact yeah. that Game Pass is what they have going for them, if you buy if you buy a lot card for two fifty, maybe it's even two hundred dollars, but you get you know three months of Game Pass for free. So it's like, listen, you can come in and you can buy uh, the the cheapest next gen console. You get three months of Game Pass, so you already have uh, Halo on there. You don't even have to buy it. Or maybe Fab- if Fable was a launch game, we would just say, you already have Halo and Fable. You don't yeah. even have to buy the game. You just buy the $250 console and you can come home and play all those games. Where if you were to buy a PlayStation, even if the digital edition is four or 500 bucks, you still have to buy the game and all this other stuff. So, Yeah. I think that's kind of what it's going to have to take to get back some of this... Yeah, I I don't I don't like the idea of them coming out with a less powerful system, uh, a digital only that's cheaper, fifty bucks cheaper or whatever to match what PlayStation's doing. That makes sense to me. That's what I would have assumed they were going to do. If they come out with something that's less powerful, then especially if they're if they market it as almost like a step in between last gen and next gen, then. Why would people that have a last-gen console upgrade to that? If they're going to get a new one, they're going to get the big one. Like, why Why would I go just yeah. from my Xbox One to that? It makes no sense to me. Um, and I, I think one of the issues Microsoft has had over the last, since, since after the 360, has been, I think they've tried to be, a, they've tried to be too many things to too many people, whereas... Mm-hmm the Nintendos and the Sonys of the world have said, we make games and we build a system that plays our games. If you like our games, come play them here. And it's worked. And um, I understand the, the want to, to do a bunch of things and to be accessible for everybody and to um, be the place where creators go um, to be the place where streamers can, uh, do their stuff. I, I get doing a bunch of different things, but at some point, if you're a game console, you, that's that needs to be your A1. And um, I think Sony's just killed it when it comes to first-party stuff. Nintendo's killing it. Nintendo's passed Xbox in sales, and it's been out for half the time. Um, yeah. 
it's it's insane. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just to me, it's about games. My chat's fifty mm-hmm. fifty about whether or not they'd buy one with the disc drive or without. Um, sure, and I think that that decision is fine if that's all it is. If it's do you want the one with the disc drive or without? That's the only difference. There's fifty bucks difference. Okay, that's a good decision. Yeah. I that's a smart thing to do. I get that. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming up with a five hundred dollar version, and we want a, we want a three hundred dollar version, so we're going to make it way less powerful without a disc drive. That's the decision you're making people make that they are they're they're not picking which one do I want. They're picking yeah. what what can I live without? Can yeah. I live without the extra money or can I live without the power? Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't like that. You feel like the divide between the two choices, the gap is too big. Um and I haven't well, it's con- like uh, Yeah, go for it. I haven't considered it until this conversation, but I will say that people will We'll spend like an exorbitant amount of money to if they feel like their game edge is going to get a little bit better. The only thing that I feel is a little bit different is I hear you guys talking about money saving options using ver- like phrases like, well, I already have this. I can already do this. Sure. If you if you play a first person shooter, you and you play it competitively, you're going to pay that. $500 difference. So, I mean, I don't know what it is. Sure. No, I'm with I, you. I agree with you completely. But tiniest bit better of a gameplay experience. I bought sure. a whole Xbox One S um, or, and, then an, and then an X just for PUBG. I upgraded right. twice for PUBG alone. Right. But don't you think that people that would want that upgrade would pay the money to get the big boy as opposed to pay the money to get a less powerful version for $300 or something. Yeah. Like don't, yeah. if you want the upgrade, sure. I, I just don't see that middle step being, I don't yeah. get well, I'll throw you, I'll throw you another scenario here. Throw so let, let's say they do the same thing that PlayStation does. They have Sirius X that has the disc drive and then they have this lock card edition. That's just as powerful, just no disc drive. So, but they, they want to be able to beat PlayStation because they got de- they've been destroyed in sales and mm. everything and basically anyway every way this generation. Right. What if they come out with it and it's like one ninety nine, basically two hundred dollars? You keep mm-hmm. in fact that the digital edition, they get more money off games because they don't have to go through Walmart or Best Buy or GameStop or anything like that, and nothing's going to be traded in. It, it, you're going to buy everything digital, so why not make it cost two hundred dollars? Yeah. And then in the span of the year, they more than make up their money for that because everything's going to be digital, so it's the money's going straight to them, especially if it's a Halo or something like that. I mean, maybe, but I don't see I don't see Xbox or a PlayStation being cheaper than a Switch. That makes I don't I don't see them being able to because do that. Then it's 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 uh, what this article at Gamespot says. It's the iPhone model, where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you have the iPhone 11 Max Super Epic Pro version. Then they they come out with you know a cheaper version at the same time anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you want that iPhone, and you you can go the cheaper route, and you still say I have the iPhone 11 or whatever. I haven't. I have the next gen iPhone. I may not have the Pro, but I still have the Apple logo. Sure. Um, I, I even then I still think the answer still comes back to their first party games because yeah, it, it doesn't matter if like maybe you know 
I'm willing to take a $150 loss on the hardware for this thing because I know that you're going to spend $500 in games over the next couple of years. Well, that means that you think you have games that they're going to spend $500 on. If they're buying that console for Halo and then they just play Apex and Fortnite and um, Warzone on it, they're, you're not getting their money. You're getting some of that money back, but not, not all of it. Whereas you take something... We were looking at it. I think we talked about it last week a little bit. Uh, Sony, their top three selling games for the for the PlayStation console lifetime. One is, is GTA V, which is not, that's not Sony's, obviously. But mm-hmm. two and three are Uncharted 4 and Spider-Man. Single player games with no multiplayer. Well, Uncharted 4 had a multiplayer mode, but that's not why you buy that game. Um, yeah. First party, single player storytelling games. And they sold, I think... Uh, one was 13 million something and the other one was 16 million something copies that that's how you make your money back is a first party game that people are going to go buy and uh, they need they, that's what it comes down to they need to hit they need some mic drops on that which is what they say they're going to do i know that's what it's I, ho- I hope so too um all right any final thoughts before we end this thing out final thoughts mm-hmm. final thoughts mm-hmm. from anything mm-hmm. anything I have a Just question. excited for Pokemon Snap, you know what I mean? I have a question for Robot. Are you are you interested at all in a PlayStation 5? Because you don't play PS4, do you? No. Um, because that day. reveal was just game after game after game. I, like, oh, I feel like PlayStation's so good at that, too. There's so many things that... Uh, there's so many things that, like, PlayStation does that I would like to take part of. One of them being mm-hmm. game-sharing options. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, yeah, I'm interested, but I'm. I would be so grateful if uh, if it was gifted to me. But um, sure, there's not one game. There's not one game that I have enough of a legacy of a history where I'm like, I need to have this console so that I can play this game. Sure. sure. Um, although there are a lot of titles that I'd really like that it. Get, like PlayStation, like a bunch of PlayStation exclusives that I really always wanted to, like Horizon Zero Dawn and stuff like that that I've always wanted to try. That does uh, feel like it'd be up your alley, I think. Yeah, my yeah, robots uh, everywhere. Robots. <laughs> I've seen a lot of the cosplays. It's mm-hmm. it's hard seeing a game that you want to play so much and not playing it, but uh, yeah, it would be such a leap of energy and resources and and uh, money. It would have to be at this point yeah. in my life games. I have to both enjoy them and have them have some sort of return. They've got to, people have got to, it's got to be like, things are less of a gamer move and more of a business move for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I'm so interested in having a PlayStation. It'd be a big leap though. I'd have to relearn the controller. It wouldn't be natural for me. A whole new controller. (laughs) It is. It is. uh, It's something else. Like we, we've been, playstation people basically this whole generation mm-hmm. um, but we were but 360 we people before that so yeah, but when we, we recently got xbox ones and it's just like every time i see x or something i'm like where is that on the controller again really the xbox controller <laughs> yeah because yeah, x is, is or just anything it's just like which x and y which because the switch is different yeah. Two, yeah. And, <laughs> and they have an x and a y huh. yeah it gets crazy but yeah. you get used to it. Uh-huh. It's true. It's true. But I, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I was curious on that because yeah, I, I'm interested. This is a make or break generation for sure for Microsoft. If they do this, if, yeah. if, 
if we're talking in seven years about the PS6 and whatever Xbox is doing next, and mm-hmm. the numbers are the same as this generation, uh, there's an well, issue. I have a whole tangential interest in this new generation of Xbox and games and the fact that I'm a Mixer partner, Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Mixer is Xbox's streaming platform, basically. Sure. Um, I want to, I'm sitting here hopeful that Mixer approaches their partners with new opportunities with the release of the new console, mm-hmm. with the new games, with I'm hoping that they come out with new apps, with the new uh, consoles that integrate viewer experience um i'm holding my breath as a streamer for this new generation yep yep so Um, we talked about it a little bit last week but but sony's got a create they changed their share button to a create button on their controller for this next gen and then they showed off their their playstation camera as well which of course will have something to do with with vr which by the way Uh we talked about the the squad the star wars squadrons game is completely playable in vr too they did it wow that's cool but um but just if you could be able to click create, like right now on on PlayStation, it's the same on Xbox. You can, if you want to stream, uh, whether it be Twitch on PlayStation or Mixer on Xbox, you just press the button and go. You can stream. That's fine. No problem. But Wait, if you could I integrate. PlayStation is doing that now? PlayStation. You can do it on Twitch on PlayStation, not on Mixer. Twitch and YouTube. Uh-huh. Okay. Twitch yeah. and YouTube. Yeah. But if you, if they could keep it the same way, but have that create button, maybe if you use their camera. Because um, that's right now, that's the biggest issue. If I stream from the PlayStation, I there's no camera involved there. If they can somehow involve that yeah. camera to show me, as well as some sort of integration with OBS from that, that would be the biggest well, game changer. Xbox did that with the Kinect uh, back when it was Beam before it turned into Mixer. And I streamed, that's how I got started streaming. I used a Kinect camera, which you can't even buy, which there's not even an a plug in the back of the new Xbox generations to plug in a connect camera. Um, right. So that's totally possible. Thank God. What? <laughs> so thank God. <laughs> that was my first camera. I had to buy a used connect camera from an, but, a GameStop. But did that, it didn't allow you to do stuff on OBS still, did it? No, there's other smaller, simpler stream uh, studios like a uh, light stream and sure. yeah, but, uh, yeah. but if they could integrate that with OBS to where you could just have your computer on the side doing your OBS stuff on it while using that camera, just streaming straight from the, from your TV, yeah. from your console, that it, would be a incredible game changer. Yeah. Or even, even if they, it didn't even necessarily have to be OBS. If, sure. if they could just partner with all these streaming apps and stuff yeah. to do their own version, you know, sure. you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So it's like you, you can have your own, you can, Import your layout. You can do all that stuff, and but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that'd be nice. But this is going to do it again. If you're listening to this on the stream or later on your podcast services, or will you see this on our social media, or whatever? Um, we are at Log On Games on social media. Log On Games Weekly uh, is the name of this podcast, and you can go subscribe and rate us and do all that stuff, it would be greatly appreciated. We have new episodes every Friday. Um, And then with with things coming up, we may have some, you know, some extra episodes depending on Mm -hmm. if we do a Last of Us thing or whenever Xbox does their thing, maybe we'll, you know, do do a... predictions episode like we did for playstation stuff like that um but we want to thank you all for listening and we will see you all next friday
Let's break it.